Hello and welcome to the latest DSA Beechcroft Lawcast. My name is Emma Fuller and I'm Head of Motor and Casualty Market Strategy for the Claim Solutions Group of DAC Beechcroft. In this series, Helen Mason, who is Head of Vehicle Hire and Damage, is joined by a number of colleagues to discuss the latest hot topics from our recent Credit Hire annual workshop. Welcome to our DAC Beechcroft Credit Hire podcast mini-series. I'm Helen Mason, Head of Credit Hire, and today I'm joined by Yian Poole, Associate and Strategic Lead in our Credit Hire team. We've had four editions over the recent weeks covering all the latest hot topics from our recent Credit Hire annual workshop, and this is our fourth and final edition. In prior sessions, we've talked about electric vehicles and in particular electric vehicle intervention strategy. We've also covered fixed recoverable costs, taken a close look at Celtic claims. And last week, James and I were looking at pre-action disclosure applications and how to do those successfully. So today in this final edition, we will be talking about repair strategy and the use of green parts. Repair costs continue to escalate, causing significant headaches for insurers and their legal panel alike, with a continued rise in repairs, um, issues such as supply chain, lack of qualified staff, general inflationary pressures, and the ongoing war in Ukraine have seen unprecedented rises, especially over the last two years. So I guess the key question is, what can we all do to address these issues and how can we combat these rises that we keep seeing? Thank you, Alan. Yeah, well, there is no particular silver bullet, but where repair costs are unreasonable, we can arguably still challenge these. And Coles versus Heatherton sets out the clear expectations in bringing a claim for vehicle damage. So in light of the decision in Coles and Heatherington, are there any questions that we should be considering? Uh, yeah, I suppose there are two main questions. Okay, so tell us about the first. Well, the first is what type of claim are we facing? Um, the measure of damages for a damaged vehicle is the diminution in the value of that vehicle, which results from the physical damage caused by the negligence. The normal or prima facie way of measuring that diminution in value in the case of a vehicle or asset that can be repaired, whether or in fact it is repaired or not, is the reasonable cost of repairing it. It's important to remember that this loss crystallizes at the moment of impact and nothing that happens after that moment will have any effect on the value of that loss. And this includes any steps taken by insurers to arrange repairs. Okay, so that's the, the first question covered, but what's the second? Well, secondly, and, and this is where most of the issues in recovery and in defending repair claims happen, um, is what evidence is required to either prove the sum claimed or to prove an alternative sum for repairs. And ultimately, a, a claim for diminution in value must be evidenced. Where the vehicle can be repaired, it is usually measured by reference to the reasonable cost of repairs. There is, however, no hard and fast rule that it must be the cost of repairs itself that is used in evidence. It could, for example, be evidenced by an engineer's report or by an estimate of repair costs. So what is the reasonable cost of repairs? Well, the loss is that of the claimant or third party is therefore assessed based on the reasonable repair costs that the claimant themselves could obtain, say, by going to a local garage. If an insurer or other intermediary could obtain better rates or discounts on parts through their superior purchasing power or repair network, there is no requirement for this then to be passed on to the defendant's insurer. Okay, so what's the process if we are looking to challenge the total sum claimed? So if we are looking to challenge the total sum claimed, based on whether it is a reasonable sum in the claimant's hands, uh, as it is a claim in general rather than special damage and 
is based on the notional, not the actual repair costs, we must first of all show that the overall repair costs are not reasonable before we can then look to do a line-by-line -line analysis of repair costs. Whilst highlighting individual items claimed being unreasonable is a good starting point to show that the overall costs are unreasonable, there does need to be more than just a general complaint. So what does this mean in practice? Well, when getting an engineer's report or repair invoice, the first point to look at is the rate claims. Now, remember, this is not your rates, and due to lack of alternative evidence, it's commonly understood that the ABP rates are the rates to apply, as they were in Coles. Although if you do have alternative evidence, that can also be used. Now, we have actually seen considerable increases in the ABP rates recently, arguably more than you would expect the man on the street to be charged if they walked into a garage. So rates over and above these can certainly be challenged. And there are also a number of challenges you can make to the invoice, especially when it comes to the so-called extras that are ever growing and ever more elaborate. Uh, a non-exhaustive list would include items such as uh, sundry items being a considerable percentage, uh, COVID cleaning charges, and other kind of general admin fees. Uh, in practice, we've had you know, significant success in negotiating the extras claimed. So where you do have extras that are either not typically recoverable, not reasonably incurred, or simply just unexplained, it can be worth challenging those. In my experience, the courts have have a somewhat mixed and, and somewhat inconsistent reception to the arguments from repair terms, but they're definitely worth raising. Thanks, Jan. And I know we've got an alert coming out fairly shortly, which does cover those successes. So do watch out for that. But in the meantime, um, can you talk to me in the audience about delays? Certainly. So with increased repair costs, lack of repair shop staff, the increasing technology and unavailability of parts come from a credit hype effective increased periods. And it's not uncommon, in fact, looking at my own case, is almost a certainty that parts delays will be being quoted as a reason for why repair periods have been incurred. Um, I'll give you a kind of example of a, a particular favourite of mine. I had one recently, which was three-day estimated repairs, which ended up being 101-day repair for a wing mirror cover. So you know, where these parts are on back order, um, what are your options? Well, one option which can really benefit you is green parts. And for those of you who don't know what that is, a green part is a vehicle part which is an undamaged, uh, using reclaimed warranty assured parts and are reusable from end of life and written off vehicles. And these parts are reclaimed during the dismantling recycling process. There are some significant benefits to using green parts and, and many ways that they can be utilized. Uh, and it's commonly known that there are supply chain issues at the moment. So therefore green parts can be utilized to mitigate ongoing higher costs, generally in order to affect early repairs. And why would you not take part to get your vehicle back on the road sooner? Now, I can appreciate that there are some concerns, some understandable, some less so, but it's definitely worth pursuing the claimant for their own reasoning, should they not agree to the use of a green part. But certainly from my experience, you know, it, it can be the case uh, that, you know, whilst not all claimants are happy with green parts in the long term, um, many are, in fact, quite happy to utilise them, certainly in, in the short term until their new part arrives. Um, especially with this you know, warranty provided uh, parts that have the benefit of also being environmentally friendly. You know, in, in my view, life hire monitoring has never been more important uh, as contemporaneous evidence is often the difference between paying a very large period and significant reductions. And what I mean by that is making those offers of utilizing green parts or even utilizing uh, your own repair network to try and source parts. Uh, and certainly in, in my experience, 
judges don't like huge repair periods where the vehicle is sat around waiting for parts, not doing an awful lot. So if you can give them that reason, a point that they can identify as a time that the claimant should have taken a reasonable step, it allows them to consider a reduction in the period. And these clear points within the period, such as an offer of green parts, chasing for a part number to assist in finding the part, are so important as even when you get no engagement back, there is an arguable case for a failure to mitigate. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Um, Well, that concludes our Credit Hire mini-series. We hope you've enjoyed hearing from us. We plan to be back in October post our Credit Hire conference for more Credit Hire news. But in the meantime, do watch out for our uh, forthcoming alerts on the changes to the Scottish simple procedure rules and also um, how to successfully defend repair claims. So watch out for those and uh, we'll be back with you soon.